Welcome back, everyone, to Season 3 of the Axe Church Podcast. This season will be a little different from the previous two seasons in that it will be an archive of sermons and Bible studies from the past several years. We see this as an opportunity to create a source for learning, a library of study that you can tune into and listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. Our hope is that you will learn and grow in your relationship with God and receive the revelation of truth. God bless, and we hope you enjoy. I, uh, I want to continue our Bible study in prayer, and I've got, I've got a lot of notes about what I want to be teaching in prayer. We're going to continue on Wednesday night, and, and I'm going to be talking about morning prayer. And uh, we, we've talked about um, how to pray and um, getting in the depths of prayer. We went through the Lord's Prayer already and kind of broke down some, some scenarios for you of how to get into the God's presence, and, and I want to teach you how to pray and we're going to talk about when to pray. When's the best time to pray, and and having a daily devotion. But and uh, my intention was to to get into those notes today. But um, this past week, I I I got out all my books, and uh, my office at the house is in the garage, and I got a little small heater out there, and I've set the the kids their offices out there too, where they do their schoolwork. We're homeschooling Hunter and Gentry, and we got them desks set up out there. Well, since the cool snap hit, um, I found that the kids want to be inside the house by the fire, and uh, so anyway, make a long story short, I, I I've been drawn to a certain subject, and uh, I've mentioned it to you a couple of months ago that I was. Uh, doing some research on this subject, and so this past week, I just could not escape it all week long, couldn't escape this subject, and so I got some uh, books out and began to do some research and some study, and yesterday, uh, I just took several hours of the day, and I went and got all my books and brought it in the house, and spread. my wife just got through decorating the house for Christmas. I mean, the house smells like Christmas. It's all decorated pretty. And then I bring about 25 big, thick books and put on her dining room table. And I got the whole thing covered just about. And I sat for several hours and dug and did research. Um, And this morning I got up and um, not intending on teaching on that, and I'm not going to, but uh, I do feel I need to mention some stuff. But I I got up and I was going to study uh, for today, and I could not escape that subject. And the more I dug and the more I studied this morning for three or four hours, uh, the more an urgency in my soul and my spirit. And the subject I was studying is the feast of the Jewish feast, the three main Jewish feasts broke down into seven feasts, but there are three main feasts. There's a spring feast, a summer feast, and a fall feast. And the more I've studied those, I'm going to do an extensive study on that and, and, and lesson series on that. The more I study on that, the more of an urgency I have in my heart to teach prayer and to teach end times and to teach rapture. Folks, we are, we are I, I know I've said it. I know I've been a broken record over and over. How many times have I preached rapture? But I, I'm telling you, we are on the brink of the rapture of the church. We are on the very, very edge of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to receive his bride. And now is not the time 
to see how close you can live to the world and make heaven. Now is the time to sell out everything you got, buy into this truth. He said, buy the truth and sell it not. And uh, so I, and in prayer room today, I, I, I come and, and got music ready and got everything ready, and, and then I went to the prayer room. When I, when I walked in the prayer room, my mind went to Daniel, and that's where I want you to turn. Daniel, let's go to Daniel chapter number 9. And I, I want to I want to teach prayer today, the importance of prayer, and I want to get into that, but I want to try to come at it maybe from a different angle, and I'm not even going to use any notes for this Bible lesson today. I just feel like I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost for a moment. But let's go to Daniel chapter 9, and this is a portion of Scripture that I use to teach Daniel's 70th week, an end-time study, talking about um, the end times. And I know there are a lot of you that are interested in that. A lot of you have heard my teaching on that. Um, but the, the Jewish feasts tie into so heavily with the Jewish feasts. Um, it's an amazing, amazing thing. When you really dig in the Word of God, it's, it's amazing. Let's go to Daniel 9. We'll begin at verse 20. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yea, while I was speaking in prayer. So he's in the middle of a prayer meeting. Even the man Gabriel, that's the chief messenger, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation or the evening sacrifice. And he informed me. How many would love to be informed by Gabriel? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I want to be informed. I, I don't want to live my life with my head stuck in the sand. I want to be informed. You know, where, where there's no knowledge and no understanding, there, there, there's, no, there's no strength, there's no power, there's no rule. There is only slavery because of the lack of wisdom, the lack of understanding, and there's death that's going to follow. So I want to be informed. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. How many of you want skill and understanding? The signs of the times, the word of God, what the spiritual matters are, what God's trying to do, what he wants to do today, what he's in the midst of doing. I want to be in tune with heaven. I said, I want to be in tune with heaven. At the beginning of my supplications, the commandment came forth, and I came to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Now he goes into the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people. This is where I begin the teaching of the Daniel's 70th week. Uh, upon thy holy city, that's Jerusalem, to finish the transgression. In other words, to bring Adam's fall to an end and a completion, and to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy to anoint the most holy. So in other words, he's saying, I'm going to give you a prophecy, Daniel, and I'm going to give you understanding, and I'm going to let you see some things that nobody else sees. And I'm going to show you that the reason for all this stuff is to bring all this stuff to an end and that you're going to see 
things that nobody else understands, and you're going to know things that nobody else understands. And when the vision is finished, when the prophecy is completely fulfilled, then there will be no more sin. There will be no more transgression. Jesus Christ will be anointed King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. And eternity will begin. That's what he is talking about. Now, how did Daniel, how did Daniel, out of everybody on the planet, out of every human being that was alive in Daniel's day, how was it that Daniel was chosen to be the one to have the revelation of what was coming upon this world, of what God intended to do, of what God wanted to do? Let me show you why Daniel is the one that was chosen. Let's back up a few chapters. Let's go to Daniel chapter 6. Now, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to kind of give you a little Sunday school lesson, okay? This is Sunday school, so I'm going to give you a little Sunday school lesson. How many of you have heard of of the three Hebrew boys? Shadrach, Meshach, and the billy goat. Okay? And you know the story how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in, uh, in, in captivity and in bondage, and they refused to bow because there was a statue made in the image of the king, and everybody was supposed to bow down and worship when they played the music, and, uh, and everybody was supposed to bow and worship, and these three made up their mind they wasn't going to bow. And so you know the story. The furnace was heated up seven times hotter. And the king said, throw them in. And they were bound and thrown in. And then the fourth man showed up. Y'all know the story? This happens in, in chapter 2, I believe it is. Daniel chapter 2 or Daniel chapter, yeah, Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, that happens. And Daniel chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, is uh, uh, there's a, a vision that happens, and the vision can't be interpreted, and Daniel interprets it and says that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna eat out in the grass like a like an oxen, and you're you're gonna have your nails are gonna grow, and you're you're gonna have uh, hair like feathers and all kinds of stuff, and and it comes to pass. And then he says, you're going to be restored, and it comes to pass. And then in chapter 5, you got uh, the king, Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar's uh, successor. Belshazzar gets on the throne, and he defiles the vessels of gold from that's been taken captive. And then there's a hand. How many of you ever heard the story in Sunday school how the hand comes right on the wall? They're in the middle of a banquet hall, and a hand comes right on the wall, and, and, and nobody can understand it. And they go find, you know who they find? Who they asked to find to do that? Who reads what nobody else can read? Daniel. Who understands things that nobody else can understand? Daniel. Who interprets dreams? Daniel. And he interprets, and the, and the interpretation of it says, uh, thy kingdom is going to be divided. The interpretation, it says, You've been numbered. You're weighed in, in the balances, and you're found in wanting. And, in, in, and so as soon as he gives that, it happens. And Babylon falls, and history is recorded that the Medes and the Persians come in and divided 
the kingdom. Then chapter 6, you know, Daniel is promoted now. And so uh, he's promoted, but he's hated. Why is he hated? Because he's got all the answers. Why do people hate Daniel? I'll tell you the reason why they hate Daniel, because when he walks into a room, conviction falls on them because they know they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They know when a man of God walks in the room, something gets all over them. They can't stand it. So Daniel, he walks in the room. They don't like it. So they, they trick the king into making a decree that anybody that bows or prays to anybody other than you, O king, what's going to happen to him? Can anybody tell me the old Sunday school story? Thrown into the lion's den. Very good. Very good. This old simple Bible Sunday school story has so much power because you've got to understand the driving force behind why Daniel is being thrown in the lion's den. The reason why is because Daniel knows things that nobody else knows, and he sees things nobody else sees, and here's why. Daniel chapter 6, verse number 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he knew that the decree was made and the king had signed it. What did he do? Did he stop praying? He went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. In other words, he was not ashamed of it. He did not hide and do it. He did it just like he always did it. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did before. Then these men assembled and found David, Daniel, praying and making supplication before his God. And you know the story. They said, throw him in the lion's den. You got to keep your decree. And you know he was thrown in the lion's den and, of course, was preserved. The reason why he was preserved was because God wanted to show Daniel things that nobody else knew and nobody else understood. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you that if there ever was a time for you to develop a deep prayer life with God, it's right now. Because we're staring in the face of things, cataclysmic things that's happening that you have never, ever before in your life can imagine. The rapture of the church is upon us. This morning when when Cindy got up and came in the in the living room, I began to kind of load her wagon with some things that I've seen in the past couple of days. I'm going to tell you, the more I view Scripture and the more I see signs of the times and the more I understand some things, I kind of shared some stuff with her, and I said, this is so deep, this is so unbelievable. But the more I study it, the more intense I get about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the rapture of the church. I just got to give you a couple of small nuggets here to about three, three minutes before I dismiss uh, for, for, uh, from Sunday school and we start our worship service. In these three feasts that, that God instituted through Moses, there was a summer, there was a, uh, there was a spring, excuse me, feast, there was a summer feast and a fall spe- feast. Jesus Christ, when he came, he fulfilled the spring feast during our Easter time. The Jewish year, starts in, in, in October, and it ends in September. Our calendar is a Gregorian calendar, and it's based on a solar, completely solar. 
We start our new year at the, the turn of the equinox when the sun, uh, the, uh, the, when it, when it, when it transfers over and it starts, the days start getting longer. The first of the year, that's for us. And that's our calendar. The Jewish calendar starts in October and it ends at the, somewhere around the end of September. And it is mostly a lunar account, a lunar, lunar calendar based on the moon and, uh, some on the sun, but mostly on the moon phases and what the moon does. And so, uh, when you begin to look at the feast, when God ordained it through Moses, he said, I want you to have these feasts as a perpetual celebration, as a perpetual feast. And then he, he delivered them out of Egypt. And so he set these feasts up to commemorate their deliverance and how to keep them. And in the promised land, and there was spring feast, there were summer feasts, and fall feast. When Jesus Christ came, he fulfilled the spring feast. The spring feast is unleavened bread and Passover. Then the summer feast is first fruits and Pentecost. Jesus Christ, the church, when the church was founded, this was fulfilled. The summer feast was fulfilled. But the fall feast have yet to be fulfilled. You know what the fall feast is called? The feast of ingathering. The feast begins with the feast of trumpets. How many of you know what's going to catch the church away? <laughs> Woo! I, I, my, 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 my fire has been lit, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying not to get into it. But I'm telling you. We're on the brink of the rapture of the church. We are on the brink of the rapture of the church. I can show you some signs that's happening right now, some things. When I get this all put together, it's, it's going to blow your mind, but there are some things that's happened right now. It's in the process of happening right now that shows us that the rapture of the church is right up on us. I don't want to be left. I said I don't want to be left. I want to have my calling and my election sure. I want to have a walk with God that it doesn't matter what the king decrees of this world. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. I will not bow. I will not bend. Throw me in the fire. It doesn't matter. Throw me in the lion's den. I'm going to pray. Gabriel's going to pick me out of everybody else because I want to have a relationship with God that God can trust me to show me things that's coming that I'll know exactly what God wants done in this last time. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet, and can we pray that we would just fall in love with prayer, that we would fall in love with having a daily relationship with God. Lord, in the name of Jesus.